0: So excited to be here. Are you excited to be here? Are you excited about what the Lord is doing in your life? I hope more than one person is excited. You can, you can respond, okay? Are you excited what the Lord's doing in your life? Okay, good. And uh, right now, I want to ask all the children to come up, please. So anyone that's under 20. No, anyone that's under 15, come up. All you kids, come on up. All the kids, come on up, right up here, right up here. All the kids, come up here. We're so thankful for each of you. Come on up. You'll get to your stuff later. I know you're doing some crossword puzzles or drawings or whatever, but uh, I just want to have all of you kids come up here, because we love you, and uh, I know we uh, honored someone before, but the Lord wanted us to honor all of you kids today. Come on up, sweeties. I don't bite. I just look I'm like I do. So, children, let's stand, okay? All of us stand. Let's just honor them. Say thank you, kids. We love you. Find some toys, that's fine. (laughs) And uh, kids, I want to let you know that you are examples of what love means to us as adults. You are examples of what forgiveness means. Actually, you guys can forgive people way better than we as adults can. Don't lose that, okay? And also, just want to encourage you, you are examples of faith to us. And so, uh, would you stretch out your hands? Just repeat after me. Thank you, Lord, for these children. Thank you that you love them so much. We love them. Thank you for the examples that they are to us. We ask for you to do great things in and through them. May they be encouraged today, may they know that they are a vital part of this body, and we entrust them into your care for Jesus' kingdom. All right, thanks for coming up, kids. Appreciate it. Stay tuned, because I have a question for you later during the message. I know you already know the answer, so uh, that'll be good. There are three things that Jesus did in his ministry. There are three things that the disciples, after Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, that dominated their ministry. What did people who were around Jesus, what did people who were around his disciples, what did they see and hear about? Three things. They heard, the kingdom is here, they heard, you can be forgiven. You can be brought into a right relationship with Jesus. You can know what real life is all about. Secondly, they saw people being healed. Healed. All kinds of illnesses. All kinds of diseases. The third thing that people saw and heard when they were around Jesus or when they were around disciples and early church, they saw people being set free from the influences of evil. And actually, when Peter and John... When the early church was just getting going, their critics, their adversaries brought them before them, and they said, you know what? You cannot talk about Jesus anymore. No more talking about Jesus. What did they say? Well, you decide whether it's up to us to listen to you or to him. (laughs) But as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have say it. Seen and heard. Seen and heard. We talk about what we see and hear. We do. That dominates. And I want to encourage us because if those were three things dominated Jesus' ministries, if those three things dominated what his disciples were all about in the early church, those same three things should dominate any group of believers, any group of disciples. All across this world, those are the three things that should dominate. When I spoke five weeks ago, we talked about the kingdom coming. We talked about people getting saved. We talked about stepping out in faith and being transformed completely in our lives. That's what we need to see happening more among us. You know, this is a family gathering today. I know everyone that's here, so there are no visitors. We need to be so Love with Jesus, so being used by Jesus that we are seeing Jesus transform lives. The people that don't have hope, people that don't sense they're forgiven can enter into his presence and be changed forever. Do we want to see that? May we see that more and more. We, and in four weeks, if the Lord pl- as, has things as we have planned, I will speak on we need to be set free from evil and the demonic influences that are around us and see that more and more. Because that is evidence of his power. Today we're going to talk about Jesus' healing. What do we need? We need to see Jesus' healing. Because when we see it, when we hear about it, we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be telling other people, this is happening at Antioch. And when we're able to see and hear those things happening here, And then we're going to be telling our coworkers or our neighbors or our family members or our friends, guess what? We will have more seats in this field. (laughs) And we're not about filling seats. But what we're about is honoring the name of Jesus. And these songs that we were singing this morning is to praise him. And if left alone, we don't don't make it. You know what? Just to ourselves, friends, I'm sorry. We might as well just leave. But we're not. We're about Jesus. Jesus. And we're about what he wants to do in us more and more. And when talking about healing, I want to remind us, it's not just physical healing. There's also a need for emotional healing. There's also a need for mental healing. And we just need to let God do whatever he wants to do in our midst. I'd be willing to say this. All of us need healing today. I'll raise my hand. All of us need healing today in some way because Jesus is still working on us and he still wants to do more in and through us. And also, our understanding or our theology of healing has to be based on God's word. Not our experiences, not some bad church teaching, not what we've grown up around perhaps, but on God's word. Now what I would like to do is I would like us to break up into groups and look at all of the different teachings in the book of mark because that's where i'm at but we don't have time for that so and actually last week andy encouraged us over last week and this coming week to read through the book of mark so if you're doing that you're already reading some of these healings but let me just make these points and then we're going to look at five specific healings and what that means but some teaching points just in general that we grasp and mark. This one, grasp it. Jesus healed all kinds of people with all kinds of illnesses and disease in all kinds of ways. All kinds of people, all kinds of diseases, all kinds of ways in how he did it. Some people weren't even there in his presence, and he healed them. Second thing, every person who sought healing from Jesus, finish the sentence, was healed. (laughs) It's there, it's in all the Gospels. Every person who sought healing from Jesus was healed. Faith is a critical part of healing. Sometimes it's the person who needs healed faith, sometimes it's their family members or friends of someone who needs healing is faith. Don't underestimate the impact that you can have on someone else being healed because you have faith to believe that Jesus is going to do that in their lives. Sadly, the opposite of tr- is true. Lack of faith can hinder the work of God from healing. And also, healing's a great example of Jesus' authority. Not only over our physical, mental, and emotional bodies, but also over our spirit. Because, remember the paralyzed guy who was dropped down through the roof? What's the first thing Jesus did? He forgave his sins. Then he healed. That authority, that power, that needs to show itself in our midst. And last thing is people get amazed and astonished and filled with wonder when they see people what? Healed. And that's what I want to see. Is that what you want to see? I believe that's what we want to see. So I'm not going to read a passage of Scripture, okay? We don't have time, but it's in Mark. I'll give you the passage if you want to read it on your own. Most of you probably know all of them. And so what I believe the Lord wants to do is not talk a lot about the details of it, but what's something he wants to say in each of them for each of us. So let's go through them. The first one is in Mark 1. And it also, this is about, uh, I also want to make this statement because I felt yesterday the Lord really impressed upon me. We should not say like a lame man or a blind person. It should be a person who is lame, a person who is blind. We got to think about how we speak because the person, it's, when we say blind person, that kind of is identity. When we say a person who is blind, this means that's something that needs changed. It's not who they are. It needs to, they need to be healed from it and set free. And so I'm encouraging myself, and I just encourage all of us, let's just think how we speak to people and how we see them. So the first one is this man who has leprosy. Leprosy is horrible. It was especially horrible in Jesus' time. It's a, you get skin sores all over you, and it screws up your nervous system. You don't know if you're getting burned by a fire or not, so it causes all kinds of pain. There's kind of a parallel in Mark 7 that some other people bring a friend of theirs, and he's deaf, and, and he has a very severe speech impediment, and they bring him to Jesus. And so we, basically, there's a parallel to both these. So the The man who has leprosy, he comes, he runs to Jesus, and he says he gets on his knees, and he begs Jesus to heal him. And he says, if you are willing, I will be made clean. Now, I want you to catch two things here. Jesus does two things. Remember the word that he said. If you are willing, Jesus, you can make me what? Clean. Clean says Jesus reached out and touched him. That was a no-no at that time. Why? Because people were viewed as unclean. And if you touched someone who was unclean, you would become what? Unclean. And I would love to have a video to show you of the eyes of the religious people who watched Jesus touch him because they probably stepped back and went, oh no, he's unclean. Jesus was telling that man, you're not unclean. You just need healed. And then he also answered by saying, I am, what's the word? Willing. I am willing. And that leper was healed. And his sores were gone. And his nerves were firing right again. And I could only imagine that he just... What I want us to think in each of these healings, imagine you were that person. (laughs) What would you be doing? Whoa, this is amazing. And what did he do? He told everybody, Jesus healed me. Look at what he did. I want to encourage each of us today. Remember these two things. None of us are unclean. None of us make another person unclean. Jesus wants to touch every one of us. And don't miss part two. Jesus looks at each of us and he says, it doesn't matter what you need healed of. And there are no worse healings or better healings. I mean, worse illnesses or better illnesses. He looks at us all and he says, I am willing to heal you. So if there's one thing you've got to get in Mark about Jesus healing, is he always wants to heal. Always. Another one is there's a man with an atrophied or paralyzed hand. And the setting is kind of like now. He's showing up on the Sabbath day. He's there, and Jesus happens to be there. I think he was planted there by the religious people because they were looking for a way to accuse Jesus. Ironically, they believe Jesus healed. They were just waiting for him to heal on the Sabbath, because why? That broke their laws. And so, kids, here's where I need your help. Answer this question for me, okay? Help me. Help us adults. We need to learn from you kids, all right? What is better? Here's the question. What is better, that people are helped and we do good things for people, or that people, we hurt people or do bad things for people? What should, what should we be doing? Go ahead, kids. Talk out. Do good. Help people. Jesus asked the religious leaders that question, and guess what? They won't even open their mouths and say it. They knew the answer, but they wouldn't say it because they would have been nabbed at the time. Well, so Jesus does what? He had the guy stand. What happened? That shriveled, paralyzed hand became whole. Okay, look at your hand. I think all of us have probably good hands. That's what it became. It wasn't like that when he came in. Do you think he cared about the religious rules and regulations? (laughs) Look at this. I can use my hand. It's healed. And he told people about it. And I want to encourage each of us today. Jesus cares more about each of us. Or maybe the Lord's putting someone on your mind who needs healing. He cares more about them than any religious guidelines or rules or taboos or whatever. So I want to inspire our faith to see Jesus for how he sees us and for what he wants to do in each of us. The third one is, it's actually, I'm going to be talking about two again. It's two men who are blind, have a blindness problem. And the one is in Mark chapter 8. And here's one where, you know, we need to let Scripture speak and show us who God is and and not put guidelines or limitations on God. It's the one where, so this blind man is brought to Jesus. He spits on his eyes and he puts his hands on his eyes. Now some of us, whoa, 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 That's, that's just a little bizarre. So what? But only a partial healing came. Because the guy, he said, well, what's happening? He says, well, I, I see what look like people, but they're, they look like trees. And then Jesus comes up, and he puts his hand on the man's eyes again. And then what? He sees clearly. I want to encourage us two things. Sometimes some healing is progressive. I don't know why. But sometimes there may be a partial healing. And then more may come. The other thing is we need to simply allow God to heal people the way he desires to heal them. So what if it grosses some of us out if someone would spit on our eyes? If you're blind, who cares, (laughs) right? (laughs) And that man, when he started seeing, he could care less how Jesus did it. But he was excited that he was healed. The next one, kids, you probably know this name. Did you ever hear of Bartimaeus? Bartimaeus, he was blind. He's on the side of the street. Jesus is walking past. Okay, kids, remember. Think, think of you. You're on the side of the street. You can't see. So close your eyes, okay? You pretend you can't even see. But someone, someone, he, there's a lot of commotion, and someone says. Well, what's going on? Well, that's Jesus. He's going by a lot of people. You know what this man who has a blindness does? He says, Jesus, have mercy on me. Kids, can you help me? Can you say that? Say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. And guess what some other people did? They went, and sometimes we do this especially to children. Be quiet. Don't bother Jesus. He has more important things to do. Some of you may be here today and you're thinking, God probably has more important things to do than to heal me. Or we've let people keep us from really believing that God is going to do a healing in our lives. And so we stay off to the side. Did that guy do that? What's it say? So as he started shouting more, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus heard him. And when we cry out to Jesus, he always, finishes the sentence, hears, always. And so Jesus stops, and he says, go get that man. So they walk the blind man over, his name, the man who was blind over, his name's Bartimaeus. And it's interesting, because in Mark chapter 8, or Mark chapter 10, he asked them, what do you want me to do? But I think it's important that we grasp that we all need to answer that question. Put it in our own words. Because when we speak something, it's really an evidence of faith. What do, we, what do you want me to do? And Bartimaeus said, I want to see. (laughs) I want to see. You know what Jesus said? Go. Your faith has healed you. Just like that. What do you think happened in Bartimaeus' life the rest of that day? He was telling people, Look, I can see. (laughs) And he continued to tell people. I want to encourage us don't let other people keep you from seeking healing from Jesus. You're not a bother to Jesus. None of us are a bother to Jesus. And sometimes we need to be the faith and encouragement for another person that says to them, you're not a bother to Jesus. Come. Jesus wants us to receive healing. The last two, and if you were here last week, we, uh, Andy had that video that was showed of Francis Chan through Right Now Media. And uh, if you were in the men's group that I was, had the opportunity to be with you last uh, spring, we went through that. And it talked about Jairus who came to Jesus, was one of the parts. Jairus, anyone remember the situation? What do we know about his daughter? Two things. She's what? Remember how old? She's 12. And she's about to die. So this he's a religious leader. He comes to Jesus and he's believing that Jesus is the one who can help heal his dying his daughter who is dying. And so Jesus says, "Okay." So the daughter wasn't there, so they take off and they're walking down the street and all once Jesus stops because someone touched him. We'll get to that one. That's the last one we'll look at. But I want you to think about Jairus at that point. Jesus says, "Okay, let's go. We'll go. We'll get her healed." And he stops. And who knows how long he took with this other lady who got healed. And what he was saying to the people. What do you think may have been going through Jairus's head at that point? Doesn't care? What? My daughter's dying. And we're standing here and we're talking about this situation. And that lady's older. And she had a problem for 12 years. Okay, she's healed. Okay, let's get going. My daughter is dying. And what happens When Jesus is talking to the people, to the woman and people, someone comes and says, Your daughter's dead. What was going through Jairus' mind and heart and spirit then? Kind of like Mary and Martha. Oh, Jesus, if you'd have been here, Jesus, if you wouldn't have stopped and taking care of that issue, and you would have kept going, my daughter, she's young, she's 12, she's a whole lifetime ahead of her. That lady, we don't know how old she was, but you know what? She's older. Who knows what was going through his head? Jesus said this, and he wants to say it to us. Don't fear. Keep on believing. Don't fear. Keep on believing believing. I don't know what our situations are here, but he reminds us, he says this, there is no interruption in Jesus' ministry. Nothing is an interruption. Jesus isn't bound by time and space. He knew exactly what was going on. He knew he was going to raise a 12-year-old girl back to life. Don't fear, keep believing. Someone needs to hear that today. Don't fear, keep believing. Maybe you need to hear it for yourself. Maybe you need to hear it for a family member. Maybe you need to hear it for a friend. Maybe you need to hear it for a co-worker. Don't fear. Just keep believing. We can't put time and stipulations on Jesus. We just need to say, Jesus, you're the healer, and we're going to keep coming after you, and we're going to keep seeking together. Okay, let's come to the final one, and this is actually the lady who does get healed. She has been dealing with a problem for 12 years. There are a couple of you that have been dealing, I know, with problems for some years. But very few of us have probably here who have been dealing with something for 12 years. 12 years. She hears about Jesus' power, and she is convinced, I need to get to him. And so she pushes through the crowd because she believes, if I can just go, and if I can just what? Touch him. Touch his clothes, even. I'm going to so, crowds around Jesus. <laughs> Somehow she, she gets her way through, and she touches Jesus, and what happens? It says she knew instantly. So something of power had to go through her body. <laughs> she knew instantly that she was healed. And then what did she do? She turned, and she's walking away. And what does Jesus do? Because Jesus wants to make sure that we all know his love for us. And any time that someone is healed, it's not just for that person. It's for a bunch of people. And she's walking away. She has good reason to be walking away. And Jesus says, whoa, whoa, someone just touched me. (laughs) And the disciples say, they basically said, are you crazy? There's people all around you. Everybody's touching you. No, no, no. When you receive a touch of healing from Jesus, that's a different touch. And he said, who touched me? And she probably thought that was the end. Think about this. She's a female. Who'd she touch in public? A male. You don't do that. She was considered unclean because of her disease. You touch another person, they are supposed to be what? Unclean. Jesus wanted her to know and wanted everybody else to know these things. No one makes another person unclean. And he wanted, this, he wanted everybody to know, this woman just got healed. And he basically says three things. One, I love you. No one should ever receive from Jesus and not know these three things. That Jesus says, I love you. Secondly, your faith has healed you, he says. And thirdly, go in peace and freedom. That's a beautiful ending for us seeking healing. Because anyone who is healed, and in our body, Jesus wants all of us to know three things. He loves us. We're healed when we come to him faith-believing. And thirdly, he wants to send us with peace and freedom because we're going to be his mouthpiece. We're going to be telling other people, and other people are going to be hearing about it. Let me just draw this to the end as as we seek about that. And I want everybody to realize that when their healings take place, it's for everybody's sake, everybody's sake. And I want your spirit that is connected to God Almighty. I want your soul, your mind, your emotions, your will to really be inspired by these things. And I'm just going to read them because otherwise I'd talk for another 10 minutes. Since healing was a constant reality of Jesus and his disciples' ministries, it should be a constant reality for us. Second, no one is unclean and cannot be touched by Jesus. Not one of us. Third, Jesus is always willing to heal. We're in a battle. There are satanic forces. There's the demonic. There sometimes are maybe not going after Jesus like we need to. There are a lot of things that can hinder that, but Jesus is not the hindrance. Please, he wants to heal. Jesus cares way more about people us, than any rules and regulations and religious guidelines. Also, don't let erroneous theology or other people's views or your discouragement or your fear keep you from going after being healed by Jesus. And lastly, healings are for us as a group, for us as a group. So as we mentioned, God's word needs to determine what we really understand about healing. (laughs) Just read the gospel of Mark. It's there. He wants to heal. Secondly, I want to just encourage each of us because for myself, this is a growing journey for myself. Because I was raised around, you pray for healing, but you probably just don't believe it. If it happens, wow, that was just totally amazing and probably not even because of our faith. They always ended every prayer with, if it's your will you know what, God's will is for us to be whole. (laughs) We need to be speaking that into each other and not letting my experiences even hinder that. I've been dealing with a clogged left ear for three weeks. Probably haven't gone to the doctor because I knew I was speaking on healing and I wanted it healed. (laughs) But it hasn't. And some of you faithful people have prayed, over me, and I've prayed. But you know what? Just because it hasn't happened, it could. Maybe someone's going to come up in a couple minutes, and boom, I'll I'll take that. I want that lady there to receive healing. Last time I spoke is Kathleen. She's been going through things. I just know a little bit with your back and spinal fluid issues and that. And and she come after the last mess, She said. I wanted to raise my hand and say, I want to be the first one to be healed. I hope your words come true. I hope they do. Because it'll be for you, it'll be for us, it'll be for the glory of God. But I'm growing in this myself, and I need to believe that. And I want to encourage us, keep on going. Don't let what people have told you in the past. Keep us from doing that. God wants to heal in our midst. I don't know how, I don't know when. If my ear doesn't get healed today, it's not going to change my theology and healing. And it's not, keep me from going after Jesus. And kids, I have one more thing to say to all you kids here today, all you children. You children can pray with us today. You have faith. I've seen power come through kids who are going after Jesus. You can even teach some of us adults some things today, kids, okay? So this next section is for you as well. Join with your parents and pray with people. Enough said. We need to see and hear about people being healed. And that's what we're going to do. Dan's going to come up. We're going to sing this song. Actually, Susan and I were sitting around the fire a couple of nights ago, and this song came on as we were listening to some music. It's God of Miracles. And we both looked at each other and said, we should sing that Sunday. So I got my phone, and I text Dan. I said, Dan, uh, any way can, you can lead us in singing that Sunday? He said, I was already singing it last night. We're already planned for it, <laughs> so we are supposed to sing and respond to this song. But I want to encourage us: this time is free time. This is time for us to to say, "I need prayed over for healing." And I want, oh, one more thing, I encourage us: think about how you pray. And I want to encourage us to speak boldly and speak with authority. And believe that God is going to do things. And we can speak against the forces of evil because we have the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, in us. It's not us commanding things. It's us saying Jesus is going to do stuff. And that's what we need. And I believe Jesus wants to heal. We all need healing in some way. I don't know. Some people may be up front. We know who's here, okay? We don't need to line up here. Go to someone and say, I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray over me. I want you to speak. Believe that I'm need healed. I am I'm, I'm coming to you, some of us, I'm coming to you on behalf of someone else. They may not even be here today. Probably aren't here. Would you pray? And let's believe for God. So let's just be as we've already been led by the, this these two people. Let's be the body of Christ. Nick was emphasizing it earlier. We're the body of Christ. Let God work. And I'm not I'm now have no idea how God's gonna work, but I believe he wants to. What he wants for us is he wants us to hear. Don't fear. Keep believing. Keep going after it. Keep going after it. Let's keep going after it because He is the God of miracles in our midst.